Okay, so I am back. I am back. Week 15 is a wrap. We're going into week 16. Um, As you know, this, this week, today, you know what day it is. It's, it's the day where I give you my top 10 teams going into the following week. Uh, can't wait to do it. It's going to be the list of the, probably the same teams. Um, can't wait to can't wait till you see my order. Uh, I don't think nothing much has changed. But we have that. We have Drew Brees and him breaking records. Um, he must love breaking records on Monday night. Uh, we have the cow. We have some cowboy talk, of course. It seems like every week we have cowboy talk, and we may get into some Brady and Brees um comparisons. And where does Brees rank in all time discussions? So, without further ado, I want to get you guys ready. Are you guys ready to go on an audio adventure? I am ready. I am ready to take you on this adventure. So, without further ado, let's go. Okay, the traditional hand rub. So, we had breaking records on week 15. We had teams waking up in week 15. We had teams playing for their playoff hopes and lives week 15. We had teams going out and playing with controversy surrounding their team. We had a lot. We had a lot of moving forces and teams went out and played despite some headlines, despite players want to leave, cheating scandals, teams, you know, coaches on the hot seat. We saw a lot this weekend. We saw a lot. And first, Monday Night Football, once again, I don't know what it is, but Drew Brees, he must love breaking records. On Monday night, like I think last year, early in like early in the season, New Orleans played on Monday night, and Drew Brees broke the all-time passing yardage record for most passing yards in an NFL career, and he broke that on Monday night football. Mm-hmm, excuse me, and he broke that on Monday night football as well. And then now last night, he broke the all-time touchdown passing touchdown leader. He has that record now, too. You know, and we we always do this with Drew Brees, and the media is just soaking him up with a lot of love, and Drew Brees is this, Drew Brees is that, and he is all of that. But it's funny. 
You know, he doesn't have, he doesn't, like, he doesn't have the stature, he doesn't have the frame, he doesn't have all the measurables that, you know, all these draft nerds would love to see from a quarterback. Like, you want to sit, you want, you want your quarterback to be 6'3", 6'4". Drew Brees doesn't check that box. Drew Brees doesn't check that box. You want your quarterback to have a, a, a big arm, big monster packing Mahomes' arm, and he can move like Lamar. Drew Brees don't have that. He doesn't, he doesn't have that. So you're like, okay, Isaiah, what, what makes Drew Brees great? This guy has always had a chip on his shoulder. He's always had a chip on his shoulder, and this is once again, I always, I always say it. I'm a, and the more I say it, the more I become a firm believer of it, and I'm more of a believer of it. I'm a firm believer of this. I, this, this is one of my philosophies. I am a firm believer in this. Success comes in form, different forms, shapes, and sizes. Success comes in different variations. I, 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 I'm so serious. I am. I'm so serious. Breeze has always had a chip on his shoulder. He's always had to overcome things. Like I'm telling, I told, I, I, I mentioned this. To, I mentioned this while talking to, talking about Baker all throughout the preseason and all throughout the regular season. I said it's not that Baker doesn't have the talent necessarily or the athletic. It's not. It's not. It's not just all of that. But you have to be able to overcome things in this league. You got to be able to overcome things. This is is what the league is all about. You got to be able to overcome things. We're seeing Brady trying to do it right now in New England. He's trying to overcome this receiver, this lack of this lack of talent at the re, at the receiver position, this lack of depth and talent at the tight end position. Brady is trying to overcome it, overcome it, and he's eleven and three. This thing, this league, I'm t- like as far as a quarterback, this league, I think about twenty to thirty percent of it is overcoming obstacles and situations. And I'm a firm believer success comes in different forms and variations. In shapes and sizes. Jew Breeze, you know, San Diego is like, uh, you're small, can't really see over the line. Oh yeah, you have shoulder issues. Uh, we don't want you. We'll take, we'll take Philip Rivers. Then Miami's like, uh, you got shoulder problems. Uh, nah, we don't want you. Then New Orleans is like, uh, young coach Sean Payton, fairly young quarterback Drew Brees. Hey, we'll take a shot on you. And if you look at the just the Drew Brees timeline, you just look at like wow, this dude went from the Chargers saying hey, uh, so we like this guy full of rivers, and we don't really care for your shoulder, your shoulder issues, they're too nagging. Then Miami was like, uh, nah, we're we're we we're past. From all time, from all time touchdown passing leader. What does that say? That's what this league is all about. That's what this league is all about. Like, 
I'm gonna give you an example. And this is this is the thing with Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, number one coming out of high school. Matt Stafford's number one coming out of college. Matt Stafford was the best high school quarterback. He was he was rated the best college football quarterback. And now he's in the NFL. And we all know Matt Stafford's played for the Lions. But what is the big nagging issue with Matt Stafford? It is not his talent. Matt Stafford has great talent. Like it's a lot of quarterbacks that have good talent, but not don't but don't see a lot of success. Matthew Stafford has good talent. Like night like nice arm talent. He has a nice strong arm. Not not he's not um Lamar Jackson mobile, but he's a nice guy who can move when you need him to. Nice deep ball. He throws a pretty ball. But what's Matthew Stafford's like? What's the knock? First, what's the knock on his career? The knock on his career is he hasn't won big games. He hasn't won enough big games. He can't win big games. That's the knock on his career. Why does he lack that fire? Because I, I feel like the reason why Matt Stafford can't win big, win big games and the reason why he hasn't seen much success at the NFL level, I think the reason is being... He was given. He was given to this. He was every everything was given to Matt Ryan. I mean to Matthew Stafford. I'm sorry, everything was given to Matthew Stafford. He was the number one high school quarterback. He was the number one college quarterback. He was the number one draft pick. He always had the job. Always had the starting job with the Lions, but he was always given that. I think with Jubri's hunger. And tenacity and worth ethic, I think that has made him grind harder, play harder, practice harder, and I think that what I think that is essentially the reason why Drew Brees, or one of the reasons why, one of the main and key issues, one of the main and key reasons why Drew Brees is the NFL's all-time leader in passing touchdowns. And he has all these records. And he's going to be a first battle Hall of Fame quarterback. Because he has the drive, the mental capacity, the mental fortitude, the mental tenacity. He has all of that. He has all of that in this package. Even in his 5'11", small frame, not a huge arm that, you know, he is. He has all of those skill sets. And I see it with just about most of the NFL star quarterbacks. Hey, hey, everybody loves Lamar Jackson. What was said at the NFL draft? Ah, uh, yeah, I think Lamar. He might want to be a receiver. I don't know. That, I don't know. If, I don't know if Lamar can break. You know, I don't know if he can. I don't know if this quarterback thing is going to work for Lamar. Lamar is like, oh, I, I, I won. I won the Heisman at Louisville playing quarterback. They was like, ah, oh, the league was like, ah, oh. teams was like, ah, oh, no, Lamar, you might be better as a receiver. Lamar was like, I put up great numbers at Louisville as a quarterback. You know, he had to overcome that. He drops a little bit in the first round. Now he's the league's MVP. You know, I see it with Russell Wilson. Small, come out of college. Even Seattle passed on him two times. Seattle had Matt Flynn as their quarterback at the time. And they passed Russell on the, in the draft. They passed Russell Wilson twice. And then third round, they said, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll take the 5'11", 5'10", kid. 
Yeah, we'll take him. I guess we'll take him. I see it, I see it all the time. Russell Wilson had to transfer. NC State wasn't the right place. Had to go to Wisconsin. He inherited a good Wisconsin program. Takes him to the Rose Bowl. Gets drafted in the third round. Still overlooked. And even throughout his rookie year, even throughout his first few years in Seattle, overlooked Patrick Mahomes. He wasn't. He, he got. He got offers from Texas Tech and Rice. Patrick Mahomes. He got offers from Texas Tech and Rice. Aaron Rodgers was at a prep. He, he was at a community college. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers at a community college. Then went to Cal. Brady was a back. He was a backup at Michigan. Brady was a backup at Michigan. Brady was a backup at Michigan. Things wasn't given. Things was not handed to them. Carson Wentz was playing in North Dakota. He went to North Dakota State. Like, I think the big reason why Breeze is, you know, he's able to break these records and he's just able to continue to stay focused even in his 19th year. And I think the reason why, one of the reasons why he continues to still have and see success is because of his, his drive, his work ethic, his mental fortitude. That chip on his that chip being on his shoulder, being told that he isn't good enough, being told that hey you're just not healthy for my roster, being told hey you're just too short you you, you, you can't see over the line, being told all of those things have led to Drew Brees, you know oh turning that ner- narrative, switching the notate notation and saying hey. You know what? I'm going to work harder. I'm going to outwork you. I'm going to outplay you. And you're going to see in my numbers. I'm going to win a lot of games. I'm going to win the Super Bowl. Overcoming. That's just what this league's about. It's about overcoming. And it's just funny because, like, we, I mean, we give Drew Brees all this love. We talk about how, how many records he can break. And I get it. I love it. I love Drew Brees. But we don't never, like, like... From like 2000 to 2010, most people say the best quarterback from that, from in in that frame in that ten years from 2000 to 2010, most people probably say the best quarterback in the league was probably Peyton Manning. We mentioned Peyton Manning, Brady, then we probably get the Breeze, you know. Then from 2010 to 2017. From 2010 to 2016, 17, we'll probably say, oh, the best quarterback is probably uh, Brady, Rodgers. You know, we got some new guns that has now entered Lee Mahomes. You know, Russell Wilson, Andrew Luck. We'll mention those guys. And then, yeah, oh, yeah, Drew Brees. We'll mention Drew Brees. We'll throw Drew Brees out there so randomly, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, Drew Brees. But we, we, like, he's played in some, he's played in, in two eras now, I could I count this as his second wave. He's played he's played in two eras now where um the league has been quarterback heavy, the quarterbacks have been good, and 
I'm not gonna say he gets overlooked. Well, he gets, he does, he does get overlooked. He does get overlooked. And we don't, we never mention Drew Brees as being, hey, Drew Brees is the best. Like we don't, we don't, we don't say that very often. He he'd be have doing he 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 would ha- he would be have to doing something he would he would be happening to do something crazy for us to say that, you know. Oh, Drew Brees! Oh my gosh, he is phenomenal. We say that we you know we say that he Drew Brees numbers is excellent. We always say that, but we never say Drew Brees is the best quarterback in the league right now. We never say that, and I just I don't I don't I just wonder why. I just wonder why we never mention that. We never say that phrase. I mean, because he, he consistency is key, and he is consistent. Um, he is available. The best ability is availability. I'm a firm believer in that. <laughs> I mean, Drew Brees is he's really a work of art, and he's really he has a good story. He has a great story. Drew Brees really has a good story, and I'm glad for him that he broke the record. Um, he did it again on Monday Night Football. Uh, he did it against the Colts, who he had, who he beat in the Super Bowl in Super Bowl Forty Four. <laughs> Saints were having a ten year anniversary anniversary of that team. He breaks the record on that same night. Just, just wonderful. Just wonderful. Um, so, Drew Brees and his passing records and his uh, his accomplishment. He just adding that to the. Already list of records that he already has clinched and already has um accomplished and broken. So okay, I know a lot of people were mad at me. Isaiah, how could you go against the Cowboys? How could you? How could you pick the Rams? Did you see the Cowboys on Sunday? <sighs> slow down, slow down, slow down. Okay, <laughs> yes. So the Cowboys. I saw what they did. But my question is, first, look too little. I think it's too late. I think I've been trying to find out what is this team's identity for the last, like, I don't know, three months. <laughs> I've been trying to figure out this team identity for the last three months. And now all of a sudden, week 16, week 15, week 16, they want to show us their identity. Like, we're, 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 we're like 15 weeks in. They're like, hey. This is who we are. Like it's too late. Baltimore, like the Ravens found their identity. They, they, the Ravens found their identity in week three. <laughs> the Ravens found their identity in week three. Cowboys found their week. They, they found their identity in week sixteen. They like hey, arrived. No, the hell you have not. No, you have not. What took so long? What took so long for this cowboy team to play like this? I mean, when they look like when they play like this, oh yeah, everybody love the Cowboys. Everybody like, oh yeah, this team can win the Super Bowl. They can do this. They can do that. When they play like this, when they play lights out, defense is flying everywhere. Defense is getting turnovers. Oh my gosh, I saw a tur- I saw two turnovers from the Cowboys. I said, oh my gosh, look at this, and they run the ball with Zeke. Oh, holy crap! They're running the ball with Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, who knew? Who knew? <laughs> I'm like, why, why, why are we getting excited? We all, I, I don't know about you guys, but I already knew that about the Cowboys. Like, I, I already knew that. I, I, I know they can do that. 
they can probably do that against anybody in the league because they have as good they have as good of a roster than anybody in the league. I I know that. I, I know what they can do. Like them with them, them doing what they did on Sunday. I wasn't shocked. I mean, I I didn't think they were going to do it because I picked the Rams. I thought the Rams were going to play a lot better, but the Cowboys going to do that every week. I mean, with this roster, there's no reason why they should be eleven and three right now. <laughs> there's no reason why they should why they should be seven and seven. <laughs> I mean, you cowboy fans, hey, please don't. I don't need you hitting me up. Say, ah, did you see what the Cowboys did? I say, the Cowboys did this. Did you see Zeke? Take that. I'm like, I've been defending this Cowboy team for like the last four months. Yeah, I know what they can do. I, I I'm very aware of what they can do. I was just very confused on why it why I had to wait and why why did we have to wait 15 16 weeks to see this? <laughs> why? Why why did it take 15 weeks to see this? And this is why I think it's a coaching problem because why these guys can't come out and play? Why these players can't come out and play like this every week? Because I'm telling you, if they would have, if they, if they would have came out here and played like this for majority of the season, Cowboys would be 11 and three right now. The Cowboys would be 11 and three right now, and we wouldn't be having this discussion. We'd be having a whole different conversation about how this Cowboys season is going if they play like this the majority of the time. Like, like, get this. I don't, I don't like giving credit. First of all, I don't like giving credit. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very. I'm very uh I don't like giving credit really. I really give credit. Like I'm not I'm not Visa, I'm not Navy Federal, I'm not in the credit business. I don't give credit. Like go to Navy Federal to get credit. Go to Visa to get credit. Go to go to what go to one of your banks to get credit. But I I'm I'm not in the credit business. I, I I'm in the speaking facts business. I'm into the analyzing what I see business. I'm not in the credit business. So I really love to give credit. But I especially don't give credit when you should be able to you you should be able to do that. I don't give credit to like, oh I I love my kids. Yeah. You're the parent like I don't give credit where where you should you should be doing something. You should be doing that. Like the Cowboys, like, hey, we ran the ball. Zeke had 117 yards. Um, yeah, Zeke should have 117 yards. He has the best offensive line in football. Um, he he's in the league back. Like, yes, you should. Like the Cowboys, like saying, oh, hey, we ran the football. Yeah, run the football. You have one of the best O lines in football, if not the best, with. With the first or second best running back behind it. Yes. You should be running the football. Like, I don't give credit for parents loving their child. Like, child. Yeah. You gave birth to it. You should love it. Like, I I don't give credit for that. (laughs) I don't give credit for that. I'm not going to give you credit for that. I'm not going to give credit. I'm not going to give parents credit for saying, love my kid. You damn right should. You you should love your kid. <laughs> like that that that's a part of parenting. You should love your kid. Like I'm not gonna give credit. 
I'm not gonna give you credit for that. I'm not gonna give parent. I'm not gonna give a parent credit for saying, "I love my kid. I love my children." Yeah, mom, you should. You should love your kids. <laughs> like I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna give parents credit for that or for saying that. And I'm not gonna give the Cowboys credit for saying, "Hey, we." We ran the ball. Yeah, you should. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm not in the credit business. So don't get me started right there. Do not get me started with that. I mean, what, what took so long? What, what took Dallas so long to show us they can play like this, especially first, especially against a winning team with a winning record? I mean, what took so long? <laughs> I mean, what took? So, I just want to know what took so long. What took so long? I I mean, what? what uh, okay, but hey, hey, but hey, I'm a hater. I'm a hater. I'm a hate. I'm the one that's a hater, though. I just I, I'm just wondering what took so long for these cowboys to play like that because. And this is this is my main this is my main reason why I think it's a coaching issue because they don't come out and play like this every week. The coach, you gotta fire your guys up. You gotta fire your guys up. These are millionaires. These are millionaires. It's very hard to motivate a millionaire. It's like okay, I'm a millionaire. Like what else? Like it's very hard to motivate millionaires. It's very hard for millionaires to be motivated. So you got to fire up you guys. You got to motivate you guys. And I just don't see that enough from Jason Garrett. And I think this is the reason why it's a coaching issue. Because why don't they come out and play like this? Like, if you realize, if the Cowboys come out and play like this five more times, if they come out and play like this five more times in a row, they can possibly make the Super Bowl. But guess what? Guess what? Guess what? If the Cowboys were to play like this throughout the playoffs, who says they can't make the Super Bowl? Who says they can't make the Super Bowl? But guess what? You know why they're not going to make it? You know why they're not going to make it? You know why they're not going to make it to the Super Bowl or even win it? You know why? Because they're not going to come out and play like this. They probably come out and play like this against Philly because they know what's on the line. They probably come out and play against like this. They probably come out and play like this against Philly. But... If they if they're lucky enough to make the playoffs, they won't come out there. They won't they won't come out there and play like that in the playoffs, three times in a row. They won't do it. I'm sorry, they won't do it. They just won't because this that this is just what this team is about. I don't know what took so long, but I'm I, hey, I, I'm not I'm not praising them. I, I, I'm not gonna praise the Cowboys for what they did because I already know they can do that. I'm not going to give them credit for what I already know. I'm not going to give you credit for what you should be doing. <laughs> like, I'm not going to give you credit for that, for what you should be doing. I'm not going to give you credit for running the ball and controlling time possession. Like, yes, you should lead the league in rush offense and you should lead the league in time possession because you have the best O-line in football with the first or second best running back in football. Yes, you should. No brainer. No brainer. Duh, you should. Like, uh, I got my top 10 coming up on the next segment. I, I mean, 
I, they think I'm in the credit business. I'm not in the credit business. I'm in the facts. I'm into facts and breaking down and analyzing things. I'm really good at that. Okay, so as you know, I'm going to have my weekly top 10 ready for you guys. My weekly top 10 is here. Um, we do. I, I take this very seriously. Um, I do a lot of um, research. I dig deep. I've been uh, The first few weeks, I had to really dig deep for answers. But now, uh, I still have to do some research and some stat looking. Some, you know, looking at stats and comparing the two um, between certain teams. But... Like I said, and like I've been saying for these last few weeks, I feel very confident about my top 10. This week, my top 10, my weekly top 10 that we do this every week. If you're a regular listener, you're probably tuned in and you will probably got your seatbelt buckled. If you're not a regular listener, um, this is where I conduct and I tell you guys my top 10. My top 10 teams on a weekly basis, Um, you should... Listen to the podcast more. Thank you. Let's go into my top 10. Let's start at 10. So, at 10. Okay. At 10, I have the Houston Texans. The Houston's. I have Houston at 10 because they're really good. This team is really good, but... Uh, they're very inconsistent. Um, they're ver- they they're excuse me. They're Deshaun Watson dependent. They're two they're two Deshaun Watson dependent. Like it's Deshaun Watson or bust. If he has a great game, they'll probably win. If he doesn't have uh if he has an okay game, they'll probably lose because t- like if you look at this roster on paper, it's not the best roster on paper. Um, their defense has taken a nosedive. It plays well some weeks, but then certain weeks just don't show up. I mean, like last week against Denver was a, a, a clear was a clear theme of what I'm talking about. It was a clear theme of what I'm talking about, but they haven't lost a back-to-back game this year. They're talented at some key at some key skill positions at quarterback, at receiver. They're talented. They're very talented at those those positions, at those skill positions. But the all-around talent is not there with this Houston Texas team. But they can shock somebody on the in the playoffs and win a road game possibly because that's just that's just like how explosive and dangerous they can be. It's Houston at ten, at nine the Bills. I've told you. I've told you guys all along. I like this Buffalo team. Uh, the first five, the first few weeks. 
people thought the Bills were frauds. I didn't think that. I just thought they were a little bit offensively limited. But as the season has gone on, uh, as the season has progressed, Josh Allen, I have seen him make strides in his in his mechanics that still need to be fixed. But he's made strides. He's getting better. Um, I can trust this team. They 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 do it. Not it's not pretty. Okay, it's not pretty. They're gonna, they're not gonna score. 30 37 points but what they are going to do is they're going to play tough defense they're going to run the ball they might have a couple deep shots here and there but i like this bills team and i love watch i i, I like watching them i really do buffalo at nine uh at eight the packers I, I i just don't get the hype i mean this might be the most overrated 11 win team ever um the Packers are eleven and three. You have to you you have to give them credit for that. But the last podcast, I've read you guys out their schedule. Their schedule is full of Dame Jones, Dwayne Haskins, uh, Kyle Allen, Mitchell Trubisky. It's a it's a bunch of full. Of, it's a it's a bunch of those. It's a bunch of it's a bunch of those type of wins. They ha- I, you know I haven't really seen them played against an elite quarterback. Uh, thank God they, that they ha- they're gonna probably have a playoff game at Lambeau because on the road I certainly don't trust them on the road. So Packers at eight, I just don't see nothing interesting. I don't see like what's the one thing that's that Green Bay do better than anybody else on this list. Like they don't run the football effectively at times. Passing game is uh last 18 quarters Aaron Rodgers has four touchdowns. The last 18 quarters Aaron Rodgers has four touchdowns. Okay. Four touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers last 18 quarters. Think about that. Green Bay at 8. Um I have at 7 the Patriots. Um now coming down the stretch going into the playoffs I like their coach and I like their quarterback, but there are they, they do have glaring offensive struggles, and we all know it. Um, but let's just talk about the good. I've because I've been getting I've been I've been talking bad about New England these last few weeks, but let's talk about the good. Like the love their coach, love their quarterback, especially going to the playoffs. Uh, Belichick schematically, he's going to be on point. Brady mentally, he's going to be on point. I just don't know if they have the talent. To beat a Baltimore, or the talent, or or, or um enough scoring ability to beat Kansas City. I just don't know if they have enough of that. Not so sure, and I'm not sure if that defense can hold Kansas City or Baltimore to 17, 14 points. I, I'm just not sure about it. But I still do have them at seven. I still like the Patriots, but offensively. They worry me. Uh, I can't say much about there. You know, we, we all know the problem right there. At 6, I have the Vikings. Um, they're 6-0 at home. The Vikings are undefeated at home. Sad. Probably be playing no home playoff games. They will probably have to play on the road. They will probably have to play a playoff, playoff games on the road. So they won't have home field advantage. Love what they do offensively. Uh, defense has been giving up some points, but I think these last few weeks they've been starting to pick up their play, uh, forcing turnovers, holding teams to 
you know, a certain amount of points. I love this Minnesota team, but I worry about them in the postseason um, because they, they all of their losses have came on the road, uh, and they're going to be playing on the road during the, during the majority of the postseason. So, Vikings at six, though. Uh, at five, I have the Chiefs. Um... The Chiefs, uh, they, 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 you know, they, they came out in the snow. They played well, played phenomenal. They beat, they beat down on Denver. They put a beat down on Denver. I like how the way they played. Um, they had, they got the division wrapped up. Love, love to see that. Um, Patrick Mahomes got a little banged up. But the, the key thing is with Kansas City is they're getting healthy. Kansas City was getting healthy, and I told you guys this about uh, three, four weeks ago. I said Kansas City. Don't worry about Kansas City. I had them at, I think, around nine, about four weeks ago. I said, don't worry about Kansas City. They're going through some injuries. They got a tough straight stretch of games. But these next few weeks, they'll start to pick it up. And they have. And they've gotten healthy the next the last few weeks. So, good thing for Kansas City. They're clicking at the right time. They're going into the postseason with the right and correct momentum um, to hopefully make a Super Bowl run. So, I have Kansas City at five. At four. The 49ers uh, with their defense. Their defense, okay. Their defense, it, it can be better because they have they would ha- they would have some guys back off an of injury. Um, they're, they're going through a lot of injuries right now in that defense. So I think they got to get everybody healthy. They won't have Quan Alexander for the rest of the year. But as far as everybody else that's um, not healthy on the defense, they got to get everybody healthy on the defense. Um, I think their defense will start to pick it up to pick up their play. These next few weeks, especially heading into the postseason. Um, but I still like this 49er team. I like this 49er team. That was a tough loss against Atlanta on Sunday. But uh, they will ha- I think they'll find a way to bounce back. They still control their own destiny. So they can still end up with a one or two seed. So they can still have home field advantage. And that that wow, they can have that bye. So they're playing for a bye and home field advantage. I think that would, I think that would do the 49ers some justice. Playing all their playoff games at home with a young team, with a young coach. I, 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 like, I like the 49ers at four. At three, the Seahawks. Um, the Seahawks are at three. Right now, they're number one seed in the NFC. Uh, as far as, like, okay, MVP, Lamar Jackson might get it. But as far as, like, most viable player, who's more viable to their team? Who more, who's more important to their team's success than Russell Wilson? Like, their defense is, uh, their pass rush is hit and miss. They force turnovers sometimes. Like, the receivers, don't even get me started with the receiving core. I mean, it's a bunch of average guys on defense. It's a bunch of average guys on offense. I like Chris Carson, but other than that, it's a bunch of average guys. Uh, he's throwing the tight ends like, uh, Jake Hollister. He has a he was a rookie in DK Metcalf. I mean, they're a good combination, but he's a rookie. I mean, what, what more can you ask for Russell Wilson? Like, you know, Lamar Jackson might win the MVP, but as far as like most viable player, who's more important to their team? And I'm not saying Lamar is not important to the Ravens because he is, but Seattle, they wouldn't. There's no way in hell they'd be a 11 win team without Russell Wilson. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They wouldn't be eleven. They would not be a eleven win team with Russ Wilson. That's just facts. Uh, Seattle at three. Uh, at two, the Saints. Love the Saints. I love them. I love them. Um, uh, they're starting to grow on me. 
They're starting to grow on me. I, uh, the Saints, I love where they're going. Uh, in that dome, I'm, 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 I'm going to say this. In that dome, the Saints defense, defense really take it to the next level. And when they're playing in that dome, they look like they can make a Super Bowl run the way how that defense plays in that dome. The way how that defense plays in that dome, they can legitimately make a Super Bowl run. Um, but the Saints, they're, they're, they're more explosive than the Patriots offensively. And I think that's what's getting them by. Um, that's what's helping Drew Brees. Drew Brees last, re- last year around this time. I don't know if you guys remember. But last year around this time, Drew Brees looked a little shaky. He was um he looked tired. He looked fatigued. But this year with the with the what the five games that he missed, the six games that he missed, that helped. That helped a lot. And his ball his like his delivery of his passes looked better. A lot looked better. His mechanics looked better. He looks more energized. I like this Saints team. I like them. I really do. Michael Thomas is a stud. What more can we say about the Saints? Uh, they're at two. At one, of course, the Ravens. I had the Ravens. I've been having the Ravens at two for, I mean, at one for a very long time. They've been at the top of my list for a very long time. They've been dominating the league for the most for the most of the year. They haven't lost um, since what week three, week four. They haven't lost. Um, they, they 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 they're clicking. They're clicking. They are clicking. I love what they're all about. Lamar Jackson, um, he's the MVP frontrunner, but I just told you about the MVP conversation. But I love what they're doing. Um, they're the number one team. They're the team to beat. I don't know what you guys want me to tell you. I don't know what you guys are coming in here looking for. You thought the number one changed? Nah. Buffalo, I mean, Baltimore is still the number one. Baltimore is still the number one. Sorry. <laughs> Baltimore is still at number one. I like this Baltimore team a lot. Um, the defense is picking. I mean, I just love. I mean, everybody's talking about Lamar Jackson and their offense, and yes, that is the story. But the defense has come a long ways this year. Um, they they wanted to play aggressive, so they said, "Hey, we're gonna go out and trade for um, a good, a, a nice, good young cornerback and Marcus Peters, so we can play aggressive." They have done so. Uh, I like I like what this Ravens team is all about. Um, their defense has really picked up their play. Um, that, that And that doesn't get talked about a lot, but I love their defense. Okay, so more about for Monday night. <clears throat> um, you know, Drew Brees broke the record. We all know that. Great congratulations to Drew Brees. But this made me think about Brady because Brady, you know, of course, everybody gave Drew Brees. Um, you know, they 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 wished they, you know they gave him congratulations. They told him congratulations, great feat. Um, in breaking the record and um being a all-time leader and passing touchdowns and so forth. And Brady gave him, you know, you know, sent him a, you know, graduation, uh, congratulations. And this made me think about with the Saints, because both quarterbacks older, both, both older quarterbacks in their 40s with 
franchises with good management, good coaching, good front offices. We can all agree on that. And they both take pay cuts. That's key. They both take pay cuts. That is the key that is the key issue. Well, that's the key thing at hand. They both take pay cuts. But one team has drafted well and the other team has done to their standards a poor job of drafting. And this is the draft in the last four draft in the last four drafts. This is who the Saints have picked. Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Marshawn Lattimore. First of all, let's just go one down by one by one. Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is probably the best. He's he's been the best wide receiver in football this year. Uh, he's he he just he just clinched 125 plus catches in a single season. He's this this dude is about to break the all time single season receptions record. Like this kid can really play. Um, when they when they signed them over the over the off season during the summertime, I was like, yeah, that's a great signee. That's a great that's a great sign. I don't I don't care if you if you give if you have to give Michael Thomas a hundred million dollars. Drew Brees is aging. He needs the most support. He needs the absolute most and best supporting cast around him. Um, Mike. So Michael Thomas, that's the guy they they drafted in 2016. Sheldon Rackins, D tackle. Not a bad pick. Uh, Von Bell at safety. Not a bad pick. Uh, Alvin Kamara. A, a good pick. He's a home run. He, he would count as a home run. Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. Two home runs so far. Alvin Kamara is a good back. Uh, not a He's not a, you know, a 30 curry back. But he is a back that can, you know, that can have 20 touches with 15 rushes. Five catches out the backfield. Real elusive. Um, real... He's able, real, real, real good back. I like him. At cornerback, they drafted Marshall Lattimore. Cornerback, DB out of Ohio State. He's a lockdown corner. He's one of the premier young lockdown corners in football. Um, he's the, he, he guard he 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 often defends the, the the opposing team's best wide receiver. Marshawn Lattimore, that's a home run because he's one of the best young emerging safeties in football. So that's three home runs. I got Marcus Williams safety. He is also another good pick. Marcus Williams can really play. He's a baller. I, I I love the kid. I I I like I like the kid. Um, so that's four home runs for the Saints. Uh, Ryan Ras- Ramchek, they drafted him. All this is Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams, Alvin Kamara, and Ryan Ramchek, offensive tackle. All four, yeah, all four or five are in the same draft class. The Saints did a hell of a job in drafting these guys. That is another home run. That's five. That's what four. What's that? Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams, and Ryan Ramchak. That's that's four home runs. Then Marcus Davenport, DN. He he's out for the year. He he won't be. He he he's um he's out for the year. He's on IR for the rest of the year, basically. But that's a home run. That that's that's a that's a pick that worked out well. He's a good solid player. He's playing at a he's playing at a good level already as a second year guy. And then Eric McCoy at the center position, another out, another offensive lineman that they have drafted that that works, that's clicking. That is up. That is another check 
for the Saints. So they have about six, seven home runs in these last four drafts, in these last four drafts at some key positions that's gonna help that's gonna help Drew Brees. Receiver, check. Running back, check. Uh lockdown DB, check. Ball hawking safety, check. Offensive tackles and Eric McCoy and Ryan and Ryan um Ramcheck, check. And Mark and Marcus Davenport. That is a that th- those are all home runs for picks for the Saints. Those are all players at, either at elite levels at their position or at good levels at their position, and they're playing. They're playing so good right now. So I I, I love those picks. Um, I, I New Orleans did well in the draft. Now New England's last four years in the draft is. Okay, Joe Looney, he's a good offensive guard. Mm, he's a good offensive guard. Uh, Jacob Brissett, no longer on the team. Sh- um, Sony Michelle, he's a solid back for what he is. Uh, Isaiah Wynn, uh, hasn't really panned out. Been healthy in- here and there. And then Nikhil Hurry, where they could have drafted DK Metcalf. Um, yeah, the Patriots, that's who they, that's who they have drafted. The best guy out of these last four drafts, probably, probably Joe Looney, Joe Joe Joe, or Sony Michelle. That's that. That's who the Patriots have drafted in these last four years. That's who they have drafted, and Belichick's a great coach. Belichick is a great X and O's. Uh, schematically, he's the best defensively. When it comes to the X and O's, he's the best. He is the best. But it's it's something to be said when I don't I don't I don't I, these last four years, as far as drafting and helping your aging quarterback and getting him the best supporting cast, the Saints have done a, a way much better job. They have done a tremendous they have done a they have done a better job than the Patriots at drafting and putting the right pieces around their aging Hall of Fame star quarterback. The Saints have done it better. That is why that is why Drew Brees has continued on his success and breaking records. Brady this year, I mean, he's not we all know Brady's not average, but his numbers are middle of the pack. Now, according to Pro Football Focus, as far as a quarterback and a passer of the football, he's still top 10, according to, according to Pro Football Focus. But his regular numbers, passer ratings, touchdowns, interception, passing yards, QBR, completion percentage, attempts, all of that is middle of the pack. And I don't know if you noticed, but his attempts has went up. Brady is second in the league. Behind Jameis Winston and most passing attempts. Brady is no longer the quarterback he was five years ago. Where he can overcome below average a, a below average receiving core in a supporting cast. He is no longer that quarterback anymore. And that just comes with age. That's just that that's all that is. It just comes with age. Not that he isn't good no more. It just comes with age. He's 42. He's physically, he is not the same guy 
that he was, hell, even three years ago, not even five years, three years ago, he is not the same guy that you can put average to below, you can put below average to average receiving core and a supporting cast to, around Brady. And you think he's going to just, no, he's not. He's not. He's not that, he, he, physically, he's not that no more. He's not that no more physically. And I think I think Belichick, I think this year he has to hit on the draft. He has to hit because there's no success there's no there's no successor plan at the quarterback position. Brady becomes a free agency. He becomes a free agent this year. You got to sign Brady and you and you got to draft really well. You got to draft really well or spend some money in free agency. Because, I don't know if you noticed, but last year, I mentioned, hey, Drew Brees, I mentioned earlier on this episode, in, a, in, um, in earlier segments, where I said, hey, Drew Brees, he looks fresh. Those six games that he missed, six weeks that he missed, it helped. It gave, it gave him a refresher. He's, fre- he's fresher than any quarterback entering the postseason. He's fresh, and it's helped. Because last year, around this same time, the the Saints offense in a whole as a whole was trending downward. And it was mostly because of Drew Brees' play. He was trending downward physically. So now those six weeks has gotten him fresh, rejuvenated, and he's the freshest quarterback in the league. He's just freshest quarterback going into the playoffs. Because of those six weeks he had off. And also, these last few years. Since the since the Saints have acquired Alvin Kamara and they had Mark Ingram, then they moved on to Latavius Murray with uh, Alvin Kamara. Drew Brees' passing attempts has gone down. His pass attempts has gone down, and they have a line on a running game. Uh, they don't now. They still don't have a deep threat. But unlike New England, they have built through the draft the proper way and correctly, and this is what has led. To Drew Brees, Drew Brees continued success, even as he ages, ages and break down physically. This is what has led to the success. New Orleans drafting right, New Orleans drafting some stars, and New England not being capable of doing the same. And both are taking a pay cut, and Brady's like, hey, wh- where's all the money going? And Breeze is like, yeah, that's good. That's good drafting. Thank you to the front office. Thanks, Sean. Thank you, Sean Payton. And thank you to the rest of the front office. You guys are doing some terrific drafting. But don't want to hold you guys any, any longer. Thank you guys for listening. I'm out. Adios, amigos. Deuces. Exit. Arribadurchi. Any way they say, any way or shape or form, they say to make an exit. That is what I'm doing right now. Um, we're going to have. Next next episode we're gonna have more. We're gonna have more, more, more. Um, t- keep stay tuned. Um, we 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 are we are we are growing rapid. We are growing we are growing rapidly. Do you you know the audience is growing rapidly? Thank you guys for listening. It is I'm a I'm very appreciative of the listeners. I'm very appreciative of the listeners and even the new listeners, um, first time listeners. Hell, last time listeners. Don't matter. 
Thank you guys for sitting here, being able to listen to me. I've been saying it. If you're able to listen to a podcast uh, for an hour to two hours, you're different mentally. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can't thank you anymore. Um, Christmas is coming up. Be in a giving mood. Uh, happy Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Of course, we'll have more pods before Christmas. But um, next pod, we got some. We got some. We're gonna break down that playoff picture. We're gonna do some Super Bowl windows in the next episode. But you guys have to stay tuned. Thank you for listening. I'm out. Um, enjoy the rest of your day, evening. Have a safe commute. Stay wrapped up. It's cold outside. All the inclement weather. I'm gone though.